Welcome to the Stonelaw Church Podcast. I'm Neil Watson. And whether you are a regular worshipper with us, or whether you just listen to this podcast, I pray that the, the words of the message would be a real blessing to you, and that it would bring you closer to God as you experience more of the love of Jesus in your life. So I want you to think back to when you were a child. And I want you to remember what that was like, especially if you maybe thought you knew what you were going to be when you grew up. Seems to change sort of every week, or if it certainly did for me. You might have wanted to do a job where you think you're going to make a lot of money, maybe receive a, a lot of fame, maybe a sports star or a film star or maybe a, a rock musician. Maybe you wanted to be a teacher because you had a really good teacher and you thought it would be great to teach and to inspire children like your teacher had inspired you. Or it might be that you are like my sister and, and my wife. They chose to be nurses because they wanted to help sick people become well, that they themselves had received great care from nursing and they wanted to become nurses themselves. But when we're children, possibilities are endless as to what we could do. You might say, I want to do this particular thing when I grow up. And then a couple of weeks later say, I want to do this thing. The possibilities are endless. And as children, we are open to anything. Unaware of things you need to get qualifications for or, or anything like that. You just think you're going to be able to do it. And I vividly remember being asked the question, I would have been about eight years old. What do you want to be when you grow up, Neil? Although I didn't know it at the time, I knew that I wasn't going to grow up very tall. But I think what they meant was, when you get older, what is it you're going to do? And my immediate response was, I want to be a minister. Eight years old. I can actually still see the shocked faces that are a bit like yourselves. When I'd answered, I wanted to be a minister at eight years old. They must have been expecting me to say something exciting, like I want to be a fireman, or I want to be like G.I. Joe. But no, I said I wanted to be a minister. Not that that's not exciting. But the next question was, why do you want to be a minister? Not that's great, Neil. That's brilliant. No, it's, what? makes you want to be a minister? And my answer would get the same reaction. Well, I quite like the idea of being a minister because I also quite like the idea of only having to work one day a week. And only for a couple of hours. 
And that tells you everything you need to know about the work ethic of eight-year-old Neil. Little did I know that you're lucky to get a day off a week, but it is an exciting uh, path to go down. But you see, as children, we have all these different ideas. We also react to things in different ways. Obviously, my interpretation of what a minister is and did uh, was a bit off. Um, but it obviously seemed fun to me at the time. And I guess I'm lucky now to, to say all those years later that um, maybe it was prophetic that I would end up being a minister, and I do have a lot of fun doing it. You see, we come to a couple of interesting passages this morning where Jesus states in chapter 90 that Leslie's just read for us, that the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these children. And I've tagged this sermon with a call to embrace a childlike faith in order for us to experience more of the kingdom of God. And I wasn't deliberately trying to be controversial with the tag or my approach this Sunday. And it was brought to my attention, although I already knew it, that nowhere in the Bible are we tasked with having a childlike faith. So why would I use that in my title? While it's true that there is no command in the Scripture saying you must have a childlike faith, it's not mentioned specifically, I believe where we go wrong with this is that we we have this desire to, to shy away from being seen as silly or as immature. We discard the very idea of being classed as children. Very least balk at the idea of having our faith being referred to as childlike. It might be seen as a negative thing. We're adults. We have a different kind of faith. However, what is clear to me in these scriptures is that Jesus says the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, while being surrounded by children. I don't believe that it's a massive great leap to suggest that Jesus means that our faith should be like that of the little children that are around him. Especially when we take into consideration what he'd already said in chapter 18, we see Jesus elevating the children from their previous position of being unable to get to Jesus. You see, I think we can all have that tendency at times to think of being childlike as a negative thing. We might think of a, a child's tendency to, to make up stories, to live in a, a fantasy world, to have tantrums when they don't get their own way. Children have unrealistic views on things, no real capacity in their brains to digest the complexities of the Christian faith. However, is it truly fair to say that adults have it all figured out and the children don't? I don't think it's fair to say that at all. We never seem to focus 
on the positive aspects of being childlike. You see, having a childlike faith is not the same as having a childish faith. There's a difference. And that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. You see, as children, we get excited in the anticipation of things, filled with deep joy when we receive a gift. There's an element of dreaming that that goes on as children, but that means that our possibilities are endless. We don't talk ourselves out of doing things before we even begin. But you fast forward a, a few decades And birthdays just become another day in the calendar. The gifts don't particularly excite us anymore. We might say thank you and we feel grateful for them. But I don't know about you, but the the kind of gifts that that I kind of get now are very different to the ones I did as a child. It's difficult to get excited about shower gel and, you know. Become cynical as we get older certainly know myself. When we see dreaming things as something that children do, not adults, we kind of pull ourselves together and say we need to be real with ourselves, get with the program. However, as children, there is this openness, a real openness to experience things that as adults we might shut ourselves off from. And Jesus isn't saying that you somehow drop your status as an adult. And we all have responsibilities, and it's important that we, we keep those up. And he's not saying become a child and, and have a childish faith. However, the key thing for us as adults and followers of Jesus is we need to watch that we're not becoming cynical in the ways of faith. No matter how positive we might think we might be. We've grown up. But in doing that, we can have a tendency to get stuck in our ways. Things that we we do, and we do them in a particular way. And that's okay. As long as it's not closing us off to reaching to new opportunities that might present themselves. We might feel that we're past learning anything new. We've been around this thing for a long time. I don't think I can experience anything new in the faith. It's not long before that wonderful phrase passes our lips. It's just the way we do things here. Or as my gran used to say, I've been done that way. As soon as we use that, we cut ourselves off. Cut ourselves off to anything that might be different. We might think we've got it all worked out. And when that stuff is challenged, we dismiss it. When our children and young people come up with these fresh ideas, we might dismiss it as childish rather than a new opportunity to explore a different thing. They clearly must be wrong because I've been doing this for a long time. A good example would be an interesting debate that I saw online. 
And it looked at dancing and joy in church services. And unfortunately, how in our denomination, as the Church of Scotland, we tend to be more reserved and that you were less likely to see people dancing with joy in the pews week in, week out. Don't get me wrong, I'm not having a go at our denomination. And to be honest, I'm not entirely convinced that there aren't any churches where people are filled with joy when they come to the worship service. In fact, I've been involved in a few where there is a lot of dancing that goes on. But saying that, there's also a place and a time for more reserved worship. And that's not the point. I'm not, I'm not looking at that this morning. However, if we're to embrace a, a childlike faith, then we need to open up ourselves to the opportunity that if we feel moved to do so, we feel it's okay to allow our joy to bubble over and that it's okay to dance in church. I've now given my wife free reign now to, to do that. Should never ever suppress that joy that is within us. Thinking that it's wrong to, to show our emotions in church. As I prepared to go to university for the first time, I was 29 years old. And I felt very old. Surrounded by these young people fresh out of high school. Some of them 17. constantly being reminded that learning is lifelong, or it should be, if we open ourselves up to it. Remember that 2018 was the year of the young person. It was an opportunity for society and churches in particular to let their young people know that they're valued. They're very much part of the present church family and not dismissed as the, the future. Very much here now. But unfortunately, we can sometimes dismiss them as the future of our church. Our church. The church is as much theirs as it is ours, and ultimately, it is Jesus' church that we have the privilege and joy of being part of. 2018 was a long time ago. And after the last year and a half we've had, it seems even longer ago, to me. As we start to move back out of these restrictions, as we look to try and transform the Kirk in this new way of life brought on by COVID-19, I actually can't think of a better way, an opportunity for us to start to learn from our young people, listening to their ideas, looking to incorporate them into our worship and the ministry of our entire church family. We have an opportunity to learn from them and to take back that joy that we had when we were children. That joy that we had when we received a, a gift at birthday time or at Christmas. We've been given a greater gift than any of those we ever had as a child the gift of eternal life and a lifetime with our Savior Jesus. The undeserved grace of God. What could be more worthy 
of bubbling over with joy at receiving this wonderful gift. And I can guarantee you that when the children come back into the sanctuary after being down the stairs, they'll come in with excitement. They'll be buzzing with excitement and joy. We read that the disciples scold the young children for making a bit of noise. But rather than scolding them, we should be looking to learn from them. Why should church be reserved and boring for adults, but exciting and joy-filled for children? I see nothing more exciting and worthy of us expressing our thankfulness than letting our joy bubble over and praising God. That might mean that it'll get noisy sometimes. You see, this whole discussion on the kingdom belonging to such as these in chapter 19 is kicked off by the disciples attempting to stop the children from getting to Jesus. Even although he'd previously taught let the children come. They shouldn't be excluded. But they'd forgotten it in the space of a chapter, probably one time to the next. But in that reading from chapter 18, where the disciples are trying to draw out of Jesus which one of us is the greatest, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Remember Jesus calls that child over and says, truly I tell you, Unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Jesus is quite clear here. He says we are to become like children. Use them as an example of humility. Indeed, Jesus promoted a humble, honest faith in God. And he used the innocence of this little child as the example. However, fast forward a little bit. We can almost imagine that scene in chapter 19. Here's Jesus teaching the people that have gathered around him. There's a little bit of commotion. People are bringing their children to Jesus. It's probably getting a bit rowdy. And in verse 13, where it says, the disciples spoke sternly to those who brought them. The disciples are getting annoyed, scold people for making such a fuss, allowing the children to get in the way. Here's the disciples who have traveled with Jesus, who have heard his teachings on a daily basis. They obviously thought they were doing the right thing, trying to stop that noise and the commotion. The teacher's speaking, be quiet. However, Jesus isn't happy. He continues on in verse 14. Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. No matter how many times they had heard the good news and how it was for everyone, they'd also forgotten it. And in their attempt to create what they thought was the right thing of quiet, 
while the teacher is speaking. They miss the point of Jesus' teaching. Despite Jesus teaching about children, they still reverted back to that adult way of looking at things, to quieting the children. We shouldn't allow our actions to be the same as those disciples. We shouldn't be stopping anyone from getting to Jesus and experiencing the kingdom. We shouldn't scold anyone from attempting to get to Jesus and then kill their joy when they get around him. That means we need to ensure that all our words and our actions aren't stopping others from getting to Jesus, and by default, stopping ourselves from experiencing more of the kingdom. Because if we are in the business of stopping others, we haven't humbled ourselves enough to be like that child that Jesus raises up. This week, like every other week, we say in the Lord's Prayer, and in it we say, your kingdom come. What do we mean by that? Or your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do we really believe that God's power and kingdom can break through into our world? Or are they just words that we speak in a prayer that we've said a thousand times? And growing up, rejecting the opportunity to embrace being childlike, have we lost the sense of wonder or awe when we see God moving in our world? How many times have we prayed for something and when it happens you think, wow, what a great coincidence. In our adult world of looking at things, Logical answers. You might think that something seems too fantastic. We're quick to dismiss movements of God as a coincidence rather than be filled with wonder and awe that an awesome God would care enough about us to do anything to comfort us or guide us when we needed it. As earthly adults, we like to stand on our own two feet we get a job, it'll give us money to be able to put a roof over our head, food to sustain us, petrol in the car, the list goes on. However, as the Apostle Paul states in his letter to the Galatians, we are children of God. And in order to experience more of the kingdom, we are required to fully step into our place as children of the Heavenly Father. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not telling you to set aside your responsibilities. We are earthly adults. I'm not saying that there's no merit in the academic pursuit of knowledge. Of course there is. However, when it comes to our relationship with our Father in heaven, it means that we need to set aside our pride, allow ourselves to be fully reliant on God, just as a child is to their parent. You see, children are supposed to be comforted by their parent, looked after by their parent, ultimately guided on the right path by their parent. We're thankful that the vast majority of 
children grow up with that experience, but we know, we know that it's not always the case. We continue to pray for situations that are far from the ideal. We pray for transformation in the lives of others. Young people and parents who find themselves in a time of real struggle. And I'm not sure what your experience of an earthly parent was, indeed what your earthly father was like, but know that your heavenly father loves you so much and is looking to pursue a relationship with you, a relationship that is like a parent to a child. He wants to show you more of the kingdom, a kingdom that is filled with love, comfort, provision, and the miraculous. God wants His kingdom to break through more and more, and we play our part in that by being open to receiving more and more of what He has to share with us. Jesus says in chapter 5 of John's gospel that He only sees what the Father is doing. Indeed, He goes on later in John's gospel to state that we will do greater things than He. But to see more of the kingdom, we too must see what the Father does. That means embracing the relationship that we can have with the Father in heaven as His chosen children, a child of God. So if you take anything away from this week, let it be this. That in order to experience more of God's kingdom, we must embrace a childlike faith. The call to having a childlike faith is not to have a childish faith. It is a faith that is humble enough to admit that we might not have it all figured out. It's a faith that is modest enough to be guided by the Holy Spirit to new and fresh learning. It's a faith that is not too proud to admit that there are times that we struggle. We struggle to accept that role of a child in a relationship with our Heavenly Father. And that there are times that we have allowed that struggle to dampen our and others' joy at receiving that amazing gift of eternal life through our Lord Jesus. So let us remember that our God is, as we sung earlier, greater, stronger, higher than any other. That that God, that God, calls you His son, calls you His daughter, calls you His child. So let us all embrace a childlike faith and open ourselves up to receiving more of the kingdom in our lives and here in Stonelaw Church. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you call us your children. We're sorry for those times where we have failed to, to humble ourselves. For those times where we've tried to do our own thing where we've let our joy slip. Father, would you make this place 
just a, a bubble of joy. That our joy would, would go out of these doors and be carried into Rutherglen and to all the other places that we, we go throughout the week. That we would carry that joy of following our Lord and Savior Jesus with us. Father, would you help us to embrace that childlike faith? All this we ask in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.